Welcome to Rome Christian Center. We are so glad that you are with us here today. If you are local to the Rome, New York area, we would like to invite you to join us 10 a.m. and again at 6 p.m. on Sundays. We are located at 7985 Turin Road in Rome, New York. Let's join the service as we believe God has something in store for you today. And good morning, everyone. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. God is a healing God. We're going to talk about that today. Hallelujah. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. Hallelujah. And where is church? Where is body? You know, I thought, what parent doesn't want to see his child healed? And we're children of God. Come on, help me. We're, you know, we've... we've we are children of God. God loves us. We're his children. He wants us to be well. He wants us to be strong. He wants us to be healthy. He wants us to be, to be prosperous. He's a good father. He is a good father. Hallelujah. We're going to do something a little different this morning. I'm just going to preach for a little bit, and then we're going to pray for people to be healed. God is a healing God, and we're going, to start, we're going to start just doing it in Jesus' name. Not just talking about it, doing it. Believing God to sweep through this church and to heal sickness and disease and, to get, and for people to live a long life full of blessings in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. God, you know, Jesus died on the cross for our sins and our sicknesses and our diseases. And if we receive one and not the other, then... That we're not taking advantage of what he did. He died in that case. In that case, he died for, for our sins and for our sicknesses and our diseases. He died uh, for not if we don't receive it, if we don't believe it. He purchased that for us. Amen. Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Father, I just thank you, Lord. I thank you that you bore our sicknesses and you carried away our diseases. I thank you that you're a healing God, that you heal your people, Father, because you love us. Because we are your children, and you want us well and healthy. For your glory, Lord, for your glory, for all for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Now we're going to receive communion this morning, too. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. The Son of God came for this purpose to destroy the works of the devil. That means every time he heals somebody, he was destroying the work of the devil. Every time he delivered somebody, obviously he's, he's destroying the work of the devil. Hallelujah. Well, we're going to start in Isaiah chapter 53, a familiar passage of scripture, but we're going to start there this morning. One thing we need to, I feel like we need to pray for our country because we are becoming such a bunch of babies that every time someone says the littlest thing about somebody, they have to quit their job or something, they have to apologize. It, you know, it's like, grow up. You know, it's like, oh, he offended me. He hurt my feelings. Well, no, you shouldn't do that, but so what? So get over it. You know, somebody said the wussification of America. Everyone's becoming a bunch of babies. And I'm praying. It's like, God, toughen up. Stop, stop all this foolishness. Oh, he said, he said, he, he called me this name. Oh, get over it. No, he shouldn't, he shouldn't call people names. But the, the thing that got me about this, and I'm sorry. Uh, I'm trying to preach, but I got to get it off me. 
I, re I read an article. This, this is what's true. I read an article this week. I probably shouldn't have read it, but I, it said it's a NASCAR driver commanded was commanded to go to sensitivity training because he used the R word. And I thought, what's the R word? I had no idea what the R word was, so I opened the article. Well, something happened on the track during the race. One guy bumped into another. I don't know what, something happened. Anyway, after the race, the one driver said of the other driver that what he did was retarded. He didn't call him retarded. He said what he did was retarded. And, and for that, NASCAR is demanding that he goes to sensitivity training and he can't drive until he does. It's, come on. It's like, grow up, America, grow up. Come on. <laughs> the R word. I mean, there's going to be a word for every letter of the alphabet now. There's going to be the W word, the T word, the B word. The, I mean, you know, you can't say, you can't say these words. I better not say it. But you know, really, you know, we just, we just, we come on. We gotta, we gotta be a little bit tough skin. If somebody's having a bad day and they call me a name, so what? You know. Anyway, I'm sorry. I had to get that off my chest. But that's what's happening to our country. We're becoming just a bunch of wusses. Isaiah 53, ready? Praise God. First one. Who has believed our message or report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he grew up before him like a tender shoot, like a root out of parched ground. He has no stately form or majesty that we should look upon him. That's Jesus. He's talking about the Messiah, the suffering servant. This, this chapter is all about the Messiah, the suffering servant. And he had no stately form. And he just—he just was an ordinary guy. You know, I was thinking when when the when King when Saul when Saul was selected to be king of Israel, he said he was head and shoulders above everybody else in Israel. He was the tallest guy by far, the tallest guy. So there was something remarkable about him. David's son Absalom. They said he was the, he was the most handsome guy. Everybody everybody knew everybody in Israel knew that Absalom was the best looking guy on the planet. But Jesus, no. I mean, just, just, you know, in a crowd, you'd never pick him out. Just an ordinary guy. Because God didn't want to draw attention to his physical being. He wanted to attention to who he was. Can you imagine God coming down to earth and dwelling in human form? Talk about humbling yourself. He had no stately former majesty that we should look upon him, nor appearance that we should be attracted to him. He was despised and forsaken of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, literally a man of pains and acquainted with sickness. The word sorrow in the Hebrew is literally pains, and the word griefs is sickness. So you probably have that. I got it in the margin of my Bible. You probably in the margin of yours. And like one from whom men hid their face, he was despised, and we did not esteem him. Surely our sicknesses he himself bore, and our pains he carried. Yet we ourselves esteemed him, we esteemed him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. The Jewish people, the Jewish elders, a lot of the people that said, yeah, the reason why this is coming, God is allowing this because he made himself out to be God. He made himself equal with God, and God's punishing him. That's what they thought. But he was wounded for our transgressions. 
He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace fell upon him. The chastisement that we should have received for our sins and our way of life, it fell upon him that we might, be, that we might receive peace. And, and by his stripes, we are healed. Amen. By his stripes. Derek Prince says the literal reading of that is, by his stripes, healing was obtained for you. All of us like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. But the Lord has caused the iniquity of us all to fall on him. I want us to see the connection this morning between forgiveness and healing. It's throughout the Bible. where God speaks of both kind of like right together. It says it right here. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. That's, that's the sin issue. And by his stripes we're healed. That's the sickness issue. He did both. He purchased it. And I, you know, and I, I don't know why forgiveness is so easy to receive and healing seems to be so hard to receive. He did both for us. We ought to just be able to open ourselves up and say thank you. Thank you for forgiving me and thank you for healing me in Jesus' name. Sickness and disease cannot stay in my body because the Bible says in 1 Corinthians and my body is a temple of the Holy Spirit and God doesn't want a, a temple with leaky roof and broken windows. He wants a, a healthy, he wants a whole temple. God wants me to be healthy so I can be a witness on the earth of his goodness and his healing power and his forgiveness and what it's like to be, it's, a, it's great it, so that people can look, look at us and say, boy, it must be wonderful being a child of God. Look at, the, look at what God's done for you. So I want us just to look at a couple of scriptures, a couple more scriptures that, that speak of, of, the, uh, of both, of the, the forgiveness and the healing that's available to us through the blood of Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 9. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9, verse, verse 1. Getting into a boat, Jesus crossed over the sea and came to his own city. And they brought to him a paralytic lying on a bed. And seeing their faith, Jesus said to the paralytic, Take courage, son, your sins are forgiven. This... This account is also uh, noted in Mark's gospel and Luke's gospel. And in that, in that gospel, it's a little bit expanded, so I, I read, I'm reading the short one. But this is the case where they, where they came to the friends who were bringing uh, this paralytic on a, on a pallet, and they got, to Jesus, they got to the house where Jesus was, and they couldn't get in because of the crowd. So remember, they went up on the roof, they removed some of the tiles, they let them down. That, that's, that's what this is. And seeing their faith, he said to the paralytic, take courage son your sins are forgiven and some of the scribes said to themselves this fellow blasphemes and Jesus knowing their thoughts said why are you thinking evil in your heart 
in the other gospel, it says, this fellow blasphemes. Who can forgive sins but God alone? And Jesus, knowing your thoughts, said, why are you thinking evil in your hearts? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up and walk? So my question is, which is easier? To say your sins are forgiven, or to say, get up and walk? To be forgiven or to be healed? They're equally easy for God. I mean, you know, this is, it's like no problem. Now, Jesus was operating as a Holy Spirit-filled man. I, I understand it. But the Holy Spirit, you know, we started singing that song this morning. The atmosphere is changing. And I just felt something hit me. The atmosphere is changing. We're going to be, we're, we're going to get aggressive in the spirit. You know, we, we need to, you can't just relax and say, well, I'm just going to cruise on into heaven. Well, you, you, you'll go to heaven. But I don't want to cruise into heaven. I want to, I want to blast my way in. Get something out of the way in Jesus' name. Jesus did some things where we have to enforce what he did. Demand our rights. So which is easier? So that's, that's what God wants us to get in our, in our heads. It's just as easy for God to forgive me as it is to heal me. So I just, I just hope myself, I receive it in Jesus' name. I receive your healing from my body. Thank you, Jesus. But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, get up, pick up your bed, and go home. Both. He got up and he went home. But the crowds saw this, were awestruck and glorified God who had given such authority to men. That was my title of the sermon this morning. Which is easier? God wants us to see it's just it's equally easy for God to forgive you and to heal your sickness and your disease. There's a connection in the scriptures between forgiveness and healing, both in the old and the new testaments. I'll go to another familiar passage of scripture, Psalm one oh three. In verse 1, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. First things first. First things first, bless the Lord. It's, first thing I, I want to do is give him glory and bless his name before I ask him for anything. And isn't that what Jesus taught us in the Lord's Prayer? First thing, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Let's, let's, let's call, call God holy, bless him, praise him first. We'll get around to my needs later, but let's bless. He deserves all glory and honor. So we're, the psalmist is commanding his soul, bless the Lord, O oh my soul. I don't care whether you feel like it or not, we're going to bless him. In Hebrews it says we're to offer up a sacrifice of praise, giving praise to God. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget none of his benefits. The psalmist commands us to forget none of his benefits. Don't forget, there's be you, when you come to God, there's benefits. You know, when, someone, when someone's getting, uh, when someone's trying to get a job, what's the, what's the two things they want to know? They want to know, what am I going to get paid? And what? And what am I, they want to know what their benefits are. 
We have benefits. When you, when you become a child of God, you get benefits. And there's no monthly premium. Forgiveness of sin. Who forgives all your iniquities? Who heals all your diseases? Somebody say praise the Lord. Forgive all your iniquities and heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from the pit. Who crowns you with loving kindness and compassion. Who satisfies your years with good things. So that your youth is renewed like the eagle. My wife took a, my wife took a fall on Sunday. Last Sunday night she fell at my daughter's house. Split her lip open. She busted her tooth. And her, and her wrist was real swollen. So I thought it might be broke. So I took her down to, to the well care place for an x-ray. And while we're in there, that one, the, one, the one girl that was taking note, the, the, the nurses, nurse practitioner, and, there was, and then another girl was in there just taking notes. And uh, she looked at my wife and I, she said, you guys look great for your age. I didn't know whether that was a compliment or not. <laughs> I said, is that good? <laughs> but my youth is renewed like the eagle. Hallelujah. Satisfies my, my years with good things, so my youth is renewed like the eagle. But, but here it is again. Forgives all your iniquities and heals all your diseases. The, the two, side by side. In Isaiah chapter 33. Now commentaries... I tried to get the context of the scripture. Commentaries say that Isaiah here is talking about, he's kind of talking about the future millennium, the, the time when Jesus rules on the earth, when the Messiah rules on the earth. But look what it says in verse uh, 24. And no resident will say, I am sick, and the people who dwell there will be forgiven their iniquities. So there it is again. In that millennial reign, when Jesus is reigning on the earth, it's like no resident will say I'm sick and they'll be forgiven of their iniquities. It's going to happen again in the future. It's happening now. It's going to happen again in Jesus' name. What does it say in 1 Peter? You, you know, these are all scriptures that we should know. You should be confessing these over yourself. Thank you, Lord. I'm strong and I'm healthy in Jesus' name. Spirit of the living God lives in me. And he's, a, he's a life-giving spirit. 1 Peter 2.24, and he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness, for by his wounds we're healed. There it is again. He died for our sins and, and for our sicknesses. In James chapter 5, it says, Is any among you sick? Let him call the elders of the church. Let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick, and the, and the Lord will raise him up. And a lot of times we stop right there, but that's not the end of that scripture. And then it says this, it says, and, we, and it says, and if he's committed sins, they'll be forgiven him. Amen. Call the elders of the church, have them pray over you, anoint them with oil. God will save you, God will heal you, and God will forgive your sins. Now, that does not mean that if you're sick, you've committed a sin. But if you are sick because you have been not living right, God will take care of both. When Jesus gave himself for us, 
as a sacrifice. He provided a total salvation, spirit, soul, and body. And he announced that in Luke chapter 4. Remember, he went to the synagogue and they handed him the scroll. And this this is what he read. Out of Isaiah 61. Luke 4, 18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. That's, that's the gospel. That's the good news. That's the forgiveness. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim release and deliverance of the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed or bruised, and to proclaim <clears throat> the acceptable year of the Lord. I remember reading that one day, and it, and it struck me that this, it's like, I, I felt like the Spirit of the Lord said, see, spirit, soul, and body. The good news, spirit. Release from captives, release from oppression, soul. And in healing the blind, the body. And it, he, it, he, we, know, we all know he did a lot more than heal the blind. It's a type. Healing the blind is a type of the, phys, of the healing ministry that he was going to have. The Messiah was going to have that prophet that Isaiah was prophesying. In First Corinthians chapter three, in verse sixteen, in verse in chapter six, it says, "My body is the temple of the living of the living God, and the Spirit of God dwells within me." The Holy Spirit, the life-giving Spirit, dwells within every one of us. We need to understand that. That life is in us to drive out sickness and disease, to drive out depression and fear and pride and everything else in our lives. Whenever Jesus sent his disciples out to preach, he always sent them out with power to heal. He sent out, in, Mark, in Luke chapter 9, he sent out his 12, the, the apostles, and they came back. And then in Luke chapter 10, it says he sent out 70 others, just ordinary garden variety people. Because, you know, so the, devil, the, devil, the devil used anything. He'll just say, wow, that was the apostles. You know, that was, that was the, you're not an apostle. Well, in Luke chapter 10, he just sent 70 others. And he said, go out and proclaim the kingdom and prove that the kingdom of God is by healing. And you know what? I, I don't know. You ever notice Jesus didn't say go out and pray for the sick? He said, go out and heal the sick. Raise the dead. Cleanse the leper. Cast out demons. Just do it. Now, I can't heal anybody, neither can you. But the Spirit of God that lives in us. Are you sick this morning? We're going to pray for you. We're going to believe God with you. For you to be totally healed in Jesus. Free. I've got got things in my body, issues that I'm praying for, and I'm going to continue to pray. And I'm believing God. I'm getting stronger. I am. I feel better. I feel good today. Hallelujah. You know, that, girl, that, that young girl in that office said, you, you look good for your age. I said, prophesy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't say that, but I was thinking. Mark chapter 16, verse 15 through 20. Jesus said, in verse 15, Jesus said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. 
What's the gospel? Your sins are going to be your sins can be forgiven in Jesus' name. And these signs will accompany those who have oh, he who is believed and is baptized shall be saved. He who is not believed shall be condemned. And these signs shall accompany those who have believed. In my name they'll cast out demons. They'll speak with new tongues. They'll pick up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. There it is again. Forgiveness and healing. And so when the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. Listen, and they went out and preached everywhere while the Lord worked with them and confirmed the word by signs that followed. You know what that verse of scripture is to me? That's a summation of the whole book of Acts right there. That's the book of Acts in one sentence. They went out and preached and the Lord worked with them, confirming the word with signs. Read the book of Acts. It's full of scriptures and marvelous signs and wonders. Signs and wonders, signs and wonders, signs and wonders. At the hands of the apostles, signs and wonders. All the way through verse 19. In, in chapter 19, it says Paul was doing, Paul was doing uh, extraordinary miracles in Ephesus. And on his, way to, on his way to Rome, when they shipwrecked and they stopped in the island, he, he healed everybody there. And they blessed him. They, they just poured out, gave him food and all kinds of stuff. Thank you, Lord. But I'll, I'll close with this. One, one word of caution. Acts. Acts chapter 5 talks about a couple named Ananias and Sapphira. Here's the only thing. It's like if God's going to show up in power, we're going to be living right. If God's going to really begin to show up in, in power, you've got to live right. Ananias and Sapphira were in an atmosphere where God was moving miraculously and powerfully. And they weren't, and they and they tried, to, they tried to put one over on the apostles, and it cost them their lives. I'm not saying God's going to, anybody here is going to drop dead, but I'm, I'm saying is when, the, when God shows up in power, you better be living right. right. Somebody say amen. amen. So I see it over and over again in the scriptures. Healing and forgiveness. Healing and forgiveness. Healing and forgiveness. Jesus bought, purchased both for us. He wants, you, he wants you to be free from the, from the effects of sin in your life. He wants you to be free from the effects of sickness and disease. So I want to pray before we receive communion this morning. I want to pray for people. I, I'm debating whether, how I should do this. I don't, think we, I don't think we should have a prayer line. I just want you to raise your hand if you need healing this morning. If you need healing in your body, raise your hand. And let's begin to cry out to God. Father, we turn to you this morning in Jesus' name. We acknowledge you as our, as our Savior. Thank you for forgiving us, Lord. Thank you for forgiving our sins and bringing us into righteous, in right standing with you. Thank you for that you come into our hearts and created us and made us new. I thank you, Lord, that you also died for my sicknesses and my diseases. That by your stripes, Lord, I was healed. So I acknowledge you as my healer this morning. I praise you and I thank you for healing me. Of Call it whatever it is. 
whatever is in your body, call. Thank you for healing me with Parkinson's. High blood pressure. I receive you, Lord, as my healer. I receive my healing this morning in Jesus' name. I give sickness and disease no place in my body. My body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. I thank you, Lord, that you heal me from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. I thank you that I am healed in Jesus' name. By your stripes, the Bible says we were healed. You did it for us, and so we're healed. I am healed in the name of Jesus. I'm healed in Jesus' name. I'm healed in Jesus' name because I live for the... I, I'm a child of the king, and he is the healer. He declared, in, he declared in the book of Exodus, I am the Lord that heals you. I thank you, Lord, you're the Lord that heals me. You are the Lord, my healer, and I receive my healing this morning in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I praise you and I thank you for it. I praise you and I thank you for it. I praise you and I thank you for it. Just begin to thank him. Hallelujah. Lord, I thank you for my healing. I thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 When I was, when I was recovering from my triple bypass, I had triple bypass surgery about uh, 05, 16, 16 years ago. When I was recovering, I was reading my Bible, and this, I found the scripture. Even when I'm old and Psalm 71, even when I'm old and gray, O oh God, forget me, forsake me not until I declare your strength to this generation, your power to those who are to come. So I'm believing God, God's gonna use me and to declare his strength to this generation, his power for the, to those who are to come. I want my grandchildren, I want your children and my grandchildren to see, to see the power of God in demonstration so they'll just grow up believing it. And take it to their generation in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Don't, don't, put up, don't give sickness and disease any place in your body. Don't put up with it. Don't, don't just kind of say, well, I got medicine. Yeah, so I, I, my medicine's helping me, but I'm not relying on it. I'm relying on Jesus. Richard. I'm not too good at speaking in front of people, but <laughs> I've had problems with my back since 99, and I've had three operations, and they want to do another one, but they don't, but I don't want it done because they said that I could end up paralyzed where I won't be able to feel myself, go to the bathroom either way and all that, that I'm not even supposed to be walking, you know, and the pain is so bad sometimes that I can't bear it, you know. But when it gets like that now, you know, it took me a while to just give it all to God. Sometimes I go out in my shed and cry because it hurts so bad. But then I start thinking about how much pain God went through for me. And it goes away. And when I started thinking that way, now I think that way all the time. When I'm in pain, I think how much pain he went, and it just goes away. You know, it don't go away completely. I still have problems, but I keep fighting it. You know, I keep fighting and I keep thinking about how much pain that Christ must have went through. You know, I can't even imagine. I just, from what scripture says, I see they put the nails through his hands and his feet and all the things they did to him and how terrible that was, you know. But I I'm refuse to let Satan tell me I can't do anything anymore. My wife tells me, you know, when my grandson comes over, Grandpa, can you fix my car? You know, and my wife will say, you can't get on the ground anymore. I said, yes, I can. You know what I mean? 
and I just keep pushing myself, and I keep thinking about that every time I get in pain, how much pain Christ went through for me, and I keep going. And am I totally healed? Not right now, but I'm believing that I will be. And I I'm gave up going back to doctors. Um, I was on pain medicine at one time, and I started having a problem with it because I, I used to be an alcoholic, and I, I was delivered from that, so I still have to be careful if I use anything like that. So I quit that. I don't use that no more. And, it's, and I just keep pushing myself and keep believing that, you know, I'll be all right. Just keep going. That's all. Amen. Don't take no for an answer. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Well, I just felt when we were praying, my, my hand, last Wednesday when you preached on healing, I felt my hand was totally healed. And then the last few days, it's been painful. This morning, it was very painful. When, we, when you were praying for healing, I just felt like, I felt like there was a cast being put on my hand. And it's great. <laughs> Hallelujah. So there's some people that need miracles that, that aren't in church this morning. Carol Hayes had a stroke. She's been in a wheelchair for two years. We go up regularly and pray for her. Call her on the phone, pray for her. Believe in God for a miracle in her life. Raise her up. It's not too hard. Which is easier? Which is, you know, which is easier? To heal somebody of a, of a cold or to heal from a stroke and put them in a wheelchair? It's God. We're talking God. Amen. Amen. We're going to receive communion this morning. We're going to remember the sacrifice that he made for us and the healing that includes, that's included in it. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Oh, I thank you for your goodness toward us, Lord. Thank you for your love and your compassion. We remember what you did for us, Lord. We remember the sacrifice that you've made, giving yourself totally for us, that we might be redeemed, that we might be restored to the Father, that we might be made healthy and whole, spirit, soul, and body, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you so much for being with us today. Our prayer is that your life be enriched through the power of God's word and that you be filled with his love and strength as you daily serve him. To learn more about our service times and our ministry and how it is that you can partner with us, visit us online today at romechristiancenter.com.